0: And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church.
1: Praise the Lord, Church. Praise the Lord. I don't know about y'all, but I'm glad to be in the house, Brother Jerry. Amen. I'll be real quick so you can sit down. Um, Brother Boyd asked me if I would speak tonight. I had already purpose in my mind, Sister Jen, all these empty seats, and I was just going to continue to call names. But I'm glad there's faces in the pews, Sister Cricket. Amen. We turned the YouTube on at the house, me and the two cats. We have a worship session. But Brother Junior, I ain't got them talked into saying amen and praise the Lord and thank you, Jesus. Amen. I do appreciate the opportunity to be in the house tonight. I appreciate what we felt Sunday morning. Sister Susan, appreciate what we feel this evening. Amen. Amen. God is good. If you would, we're going to start with Ephesians chapter three, verse twenty, and we're going to come back to the scripture in just a few moments. I just got to just want to hold you for just a few moments this evening. I, uh, I do appreciate the opportunity that the pastor gave me to come before you this evening and break the bread of life, because you know the word said that faith comes by hearing, brother Junior and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Ephesians 3 and 20 reads like this. Now unto him that is able, church said that is able, to do exceedingly abundantly. Come on, church, help me out. Exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Amen. Would you join me in a word of prayer right now? Precious Jesus, we love you. We praise you and we thank you, God. We're thankful for your power that's in your word, God. God, we just love you and we thank you for each and every one that's here, God. And we just ask you to touch hearts and souls and minds. God, your word said you wouldn't return to you void, God. It would accomplish what you please. Lord Jesus, in your wonderful name, Jesus, we say amen. The church say amen. You can be seated. Amen. Amen. Tonight, for just a few moments, I want to talk to you about the power of perception. Amen? Church, say amen. 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 Now, I normally like to move. Amen, Sister Mary, but they've told me that I need to try to stay in a box. Amen? So, y'all just pray for Brother Wayne, I'm, I'm looking around, and if I get a nod, I'm getting back in the box, church. Amen? I'm going to try to behave myself. Amen? The power of perception, and that is, Sister Sherry, the thing that, uh, how we come about with an opinion of, of things, and I thought about how that the world is always trying to sell us, Brother Jerry, on something, amen, you go down the road, there's billboards, you turn on the internet, there's advertisement, you on TV, the radio, there's advertisements. so real quickly, I want to read you the top ten companies in America and what they spent last year, what they spent last year in 2019. Comcast Corporation. They spent six point one two billion dollars. AT and T spent five point three billion. Amazon spent four point four billion. Procter and Gamble spent four point three. General Motors spent three billion. Walt Disney spent three billion. Charter Communications spent three billion. Google spent two point nine six billion. American Express two point eight billion. Verizon. billion, which totals out to 33 Brother Danny billion dollars. Boy from Chiefland can't really pronounce that many words, amen. But my point is, is this, Brother Mike, is that they spend a lot of money to try to convince me and you to buy their product, amen, Sister Chelsea. So I come tonight to try to challenge you. To serve the God, Sister Kathy, that can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, Sister Peggy, according to the power, Brother Hal, that worketh in us, Amen. Because if you like me, I've experienced the power of God. See, I brought this little bottle or this jar from the house, and it's either half full or it's half empty, Sister Donna. It's just however you want to look at it. Amen? Either the God that you serve is either all-powerful, Brother Wayne, or he's not all-powerful. Amen? But if if you serve the same God that I serve, amen, that opened blinded eyes, that made the lame to walk, made the deaf to hear, fed the 5,000, not counting the women and the children, and still took up, Brother Chris, 12 12 baskets full of fragments, I'm saying that that same Jesus, Sister Susan, is the same Jesus that we're serving tonight, Sister Gussie. And he can still do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Amen? The power of perception is how whatever you think God is to you, Sister Mia, in your life. Because the only person, Brother Brian, that can limit God in your life is you. Amen, church. Because somebody wrote somewhere and said, Nothing shall separate me from the love of God. says, nothing. In Genesis 3 and 6, it reads, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. We all know the story about Adam and Eve and in the garden, Brother Wayne. We know that the Lord told Adam, said, You can eat of all the trees, anything that's here. Sister Danielle, you can have. But you cannot have any fruit off of the tree of life or the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But what I found to be interesting here is that it said it was pleasant to the eye. Have you ever been in the store? Brother Donnie and bought something that was pleasant to the eye. And you got home, and it really wasn't what you really thought it was. Amen? Amen. I bought stuff in the frozen food department. Now, when I got home and got it out of that microwave, it didn't look and didn't taste as good as it looked like on that box. Amen? But here's what I come to tell somebody in this house, Sister Carolyn, is God is never changing. You know, Moses said, now, God, who am I going to say sent me a Pharaoh at? Brother Harley, God just said the I am. He's still the I am today that he was the Moses. Whatever you have in your life, Sister Amy, whatever you have need of in your life, he's still the I am of that situation. Sister Lana, we just got to grab a hold of this thing. Amen. What I'm telling you tonight is we got to allow God to change our perspective of God, Sister Betty. Amen. Amen. Because if you just look around where we come from in the last six weeks, I'm confident that nobody in this house would have thought that they ever could have shut us down like they've shut us down. Amen. I'm telling you, church, they needed God back yonder in the Old and the New Testament. We need God in 2020 right now. We better tap into God, Sister Joan, right now. Amen. Because... Because you see how quickly things can change just overnight. Amen. I've been in the grocery business. I have been in the grocery business for almost uh, oh, 17 years. Never have I seen the shelves wiped out like they wiped out now. Amen. We went in Walmart the other night to get some painting supplies. There ain't no painting supplies in Walmart. Ain't that crazy? I guess people just home painting. They could come to my house. Amen. But anyway, we're moving on. I'm sorry, Brother Allen. I'm moving on. Amen. We're talking about... Amen. We're talking about... Let me get back to it. The power of perception. Is it just me? Or is it you when you see a police car, a cruiser, whether they're chasing you with their blue lights or not, Sister Amy, you slow down? Amen. The perception is... Brother Mike, that I could get a speeding ticket. And I don't know how often you travel 75, but you know, Brother Chris, they'll hang out on them overpass and stick a car up there with nobody in it. But Brother Wayne don't know that. He's running 80 on Honey's gas, and he don't care because he's paying the gas bill. And Brother Danny, I just, and I see them them cop cars, I just mash my brake. I don't know if there's anything in there or there's somebody in there with a radar gun. But just out of the perception that there's a police car, I remember one day we was coming back from Daytona, and there was this car. And time me and Honey's together in a vehicle, somebody passes us, Brother Philip. We always say they must be late for Bible study. So this car just blow us, Brother Dale. He was really late for Bible study, and he just man, he just man, he just blowing by everybody. But for some reason, Brother Junior, the, the traffic had slowed down very, very slow. But Roadrunner, he was getting to wherever he was going to Bible study. Amen. So anyway, when we finally got to where Roadrunner was, there was a blue light behind the Roadrunner's car on the side of the road. What had slowed down traffic, Brother Howard, there was a police officer on an unmarked car at the front of the line. Brother Danny, when Roadrunner got around him, he just turned his light on and pulled him over. Amen. What I'm talking to you tonight is the power of perception, church. Amen. I don't know if it's just me or not, Brother Donnie, but when I see a police officer, whether he's on duty or off duty, I'm mashing the brakes. Amen. I don't know if it's you, or, and it didn't take an epidemic to, to get me to put my faith and my trust in God, Sister Amy. Amen. You know, that's one thing that I've said about Pastor Huggins that i said under for 20 years was that Brother Huggins always preached about faith. He always talked about when it comes to God, this glass is half full. The world would tell you that, that, that the glass is half empty. Amen. But if you've experienced the power of God just one time in your life, if you felt in this service what we felt tonight, you can't tell me there ain't a God church. Amen. Somebody said one time, this stuff's better felt than felt. Amen. You can't put this into word, Brother Brian. Amen. I'm getting excited, and I'm trying to calm down, church. I'm trying to calm down. Here's what I want to tell you, the, the power of perception. I want to talk to you real quickly about what the folks in Jesus' own town thought about him. The Bible said in Mark 6, 1 through 6, it said he went about talking about Jesus from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come... He began to teach in the synagogues, and many hearing him was astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? But this is the kicker in verse 3. It says, Is not this the carpenter's the son? Is this not? God manifests, Sister Brittany, in the flesh, open blinded eyes, in the seas. Amen. And they say, Is not this the carpenter's son? As I told you earlier, the only limitations on God is what me and you, Sister Townsend, put on God. Amen. And it said, And they said, The brother of James and Jose and of Judah and Simeon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto him, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. Church, is it just me, or have you been around some of your family, Brother Wayne? Man, when you were serving the devil, they was your best friends and wanted to love on you and kiss on you and all that kind of stuff. Amen, Brother Leonard? But when you tell them that you got Jesus, amen, there's something about the name of Jesus. Amen. They kind of back up a little bit. Amen. Amen. Because, because see, they, they really... Don't want to get a part of this, but what they need, Brother Trevor, is just what God gave us. It's the Holy Ghost God living on the inside of us, Sister Sherry. Amen. And, and, and you know, they, they don't understand, and sometimes they even talk about you. Sometimes they make fun about you. Amen. You should be when we rolled around and on the floor and your hair get all messed up. And I know I'd be a lot of rolling around for me, but I'm just saying when your hair got all messed up, they'd make fun of you. Amen. But, Brother Chris, I didn't care about none of that. Because ain't nobody done me like Jesus has done me. I've got the power of perception. I know what God's done. Amen. I've seen God raise the dead, church. Amen. I've seen him make a way where there is no way. You come too late to tell me my God is dead. You come too late to tell me this class is half full. I'm telling you, Brother Wayne, this class is full. It's full. Hey, the only limitations on God is what we put on God, church. Amen, amen, y'all. I got to calm down. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in the house. I feel like God's wanting to do something, Brother Donnie. Amen. Amen. Aren't you thankful for a house of worship? I don't care how good it is on YouTube. I don't feel this on YouTube. Amen. God, it's good to be in the house of God and serve a God that's alive. And it said, and he could do there but no mighty work, save that he laid laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And God said he marveled because of their unbelief. And he said he went around about the villages teaching. He said he left his hometown, Brother Jerry. He said he just left it and went somewhere. I don't want God to leave me because I've got cold in my heart and I've grown cold against God. And, and, and I'm, I'm hung up with the cares of this life and the deceitfulness of riches. Because I'm telling you, the Bible said this life's like a vapor, Sister Susan. It's just here for a little while and it's gone. And, Sister Joan, all that's really going to matter is what we've done for Jesus. Amen? Amen. I want to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. But I want to talk to you for a few minutes about a man that had leprosy, Brother Howland. And, you know, the Bible said that God was coming down from the mountain after the Sermon on the Mountain. And we all know in the book of Matthew that took up three chapters about the Sermon on the Mountain. Amen? So, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but let me just slow down. But, but let me just say this real quickly. In Hebrews 11 and 1, it says, Now, faith. Church, say, Now, faith. Now, now is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Amen. Now, faith. So I'm going to get back on my story about this leopard. See, here's the thing that I understand, Sister Amy. When you get desperate and you ain't got no other option, you'll learn to get close to God. You'll learn to pray. You'll learn to turn that cup over. You'll learn to turn that plate over. You'll learn to pick the phone up and call some prayer partners. You'll learn to pick the Bible up and read. Sister Shannon, when you got a little trouble, show up at your door. Amen. Brother Harley, I went to bed with nothing wrong and woke up with problems the next morning. Amen. I woke up in the mornings with all kinds of problems that didn't go away for a little while. But the leprosy, he didn't have the same attitude about Jesus that his own people in his own village had about him, Sister Chelsea. Because this is what it said in Matthew 8, 1 through 3. And it said when he was come down, talking about Jesus from the mountain, it said a great multitude followed him. And it said, and behold, there came a leper. And, Pastor, we know in that time that nobody had anything to do with the leper. He was supposed to walk on the other side and say, unclean, unclean. You weren't supposed to be nowhere around him. Amen. So it's tricky, but it didn't bother him. Amen. I because he had a need. Come on, church. If you got a need, shouldn't nobody get in front of you to get to this altar or get to where you're at and get on your knees? Because let me explain something to you, Brother Brian. Man can only do so much. Amen? But God gives life. Amen? God's the giver of life. Amen? But here's what's so crazy. The leper just didn't care. He had a need. Amen? And don't you appreciate a God, Brother Wayne, that didn't run? Hey, amen? Aren't you glad he didn't say, hey, Peter? James and John, get this man off of me. Huh, Brother Everett, you know what I'm saying? Hey, don't, don't let him touch me. God said, uh uh-uh. Now, we done had church. Amen. We done had a sermon on the mountain, and we're coming down the hill. The leper runs up to Jesus and says, Lord, if thou will, thou canst make me clean. Brother Mike, that's all he said. If thou will, thou canst. I'm telling you, we serve a good God, Brother Trevor. Amen. God didn't give him a big, big long speech, Sister Danielle. Come on, church. Aren't you glad <laughs> Aren't you glad you don't have to spend three hours in your prayer closet for God to hear you? Come on now. I'm not saying y'all didn't clap very long on it. Maybe y'all do three hours. But Sister Wendy, and, and I understand the essence behind spending time in the prayer closet. But I prayed for folks just laid my hands on people and just said a little simple prayer and God just touched them. Amen. Amen. God told him Pharisees he wouldn't move by all that much speaking. God listens to the heart. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth's gonna speak. This is what he said. He said, and Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. <laughs> Brother Hale, hey, you hear what I'm talking to you about. You can't scare Jesus. I don't care what MC Hammer say. You just can't touch this. Amen? Huh? <laughs> he, he come in at the wrong time, Sister Don't He's supposed to. Because <laughs> here's what I'm trying to tell you, by the way. God can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think, but it's according to the power that works inside of you, Sister Betty. God ain't scared of you. You don't scare God, Sister Gussie. when we get loud. You don't scare God when you raise your hands. That's what God wants us to to worship him. And God just said, I will. Man, Sister Jen, don't you appreciate a God that just says, I will. He didn't set him down and give him a long, lengthy Bible study, and those are important. He didn't tell him about giving the 10%. That's important. He didn't talk to him and Sister Shannon about witnessing because that's really important. God said, There's a need, Brother Harley, and I'm here to meet that need. Come on, church. There was a need. He just met that need, church. He said, I will. Would it be somebody in the house and I've got a need that would just hear God say, I will? Could I just get you to stand on your feet for just a few moments and just say, God, I will. Whatever you ask me to do, God, I will. Because my perception needs to be changed. I need to remember, God, you're the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You're everything that I need, God. Because when everybody else is trying to run from you, God's going to be there waiting on you to help you. The leper didn't have no other choice. Brother Justin, all he needed, all he had was to go to, to Jesus. And he didn't say, I'm going to get in line. He said, I ain't going to wait until he feels better. He said, I'm just going to him. He said, I'm just going to He's coming off the mountain. I know he's tired, but I got a need. He's like the woman that had the issue of blood. She said, I just got to make it through the press. Sometimes you got to press, Brother Allen. Sometimes you got to push. Sometimes God just wants us to reach a little further, stretch a little further. Pray a little longer, read a little more, fast a little more. Amen. Talking about changing our perception of God, church. If the leper would have been hesitant, Brother Howe, he wouldn't have got a miracle. The men in Jesus' town said, is this not the carpenter's son? And Jesus said, man, how can that change and bind God's hand, but it did, Sister Wendy. He said, if you don't want this, I'll just go to another town. But the leper said, Jesus, I don't need you to go to another town. I need help now. Amen, I need help now. The power of perception, church. We had an opportunity, church, to, to go to Brother Jerry's world of golf carts and buy a golf cart. We were so excited to have a golf cart. And Brother Jerry, being Brother Jerry, such a wonderful man, I said, Brother Jerry, would you back this golf cart up into our truck because I'm not a very good driver. Brother Jerry, loving his brother that goes to church with him, said, I will, brother. And we had a windshield on the golf cart. Honey, please quit laughing. And Brother Jerry said, Brother Wayne, would you like a, a, a tie or a bungee cord around that windshield? And I said, no. Don't need it, Pat, buddy. I'm just going to Chiefland. We'll be there in 30 minutes. I don't need it. Amen. So I come home. "I, I come." This is one of those life lessons for Brother Wayne. Amen. And I don't, I don't mind confessing I shouldn't, but I am. Cause usually, I tell on honey, but tonight, brother Wayne's got to take some of this, amen. And so, anyway, so brother Jerry says, I think we ought to strap it down, brother Wayne. I said, No, I'm going to Chief, and it won't take me very long to get there. So, anyway, we come home, went home, and got up, went to work, got home. Honey beats me home, sister Cricket, and she said, Hey, honey, what happened to the windshield? I said, it's on the golf cart, honey. Where would else the windshield be that was supposed to be on the golf cart? Brother Everett, she said, well, you might want to come look. Sister Joan, yep. Whoops. I want my. And it was gone. It blew off somewhere from when we left Brother Jerry's house. <laughs> By faith, I was just reaching my hand of faith, saying, we'll find the windshield on side of the road as we going back. Amen. Because faith without works is dead. Amen. We didn't find it. (laughs) But I still believe. I'm still a believer. Amen. I'm still a believer. I'm still looking for that windshield. Amen. Amen. But here I got to hurry on because I'm running out of time. But 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 I went back and asked Brother Jerry. I said, Brother Jerry, can you get me a windshield? And he said, for $86 I can get you a windshield. (laughs) I said, eighty six dollars. Thank you, Brother Jerry. See, my perception, Brother Allen, was that that windshield was not going to blow off because I never owned a golf cart that had a windshield that I put in backwards when the wind comes across the cab of that truck, was pushing that wind so fast because I was running 65, blew the windshield off. But my perception was, Sister Carolyn, that windshield was going to stay on that golf cart. But can I tell you my perception now has changed. If I move that thing again, Brother Daniel, I'm going to strap it down like UPS was shipping it across the pond. Amen? So here's what I'm trying to tell you tonight, Brother Wayne. Our perception matters in our service and our work toward God. Because if you listen to that line that goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, he can't tell the truth. All he can do is to kill, steal, and destroy Amen. And try to change your perception about the God, Brother Jerry, that me and you serve. Because we're gonna be one or two people, Sister Brittany. We either gonna be like the men that was in Jesus' hometown. Brother Philip said, This is just a carpenter's son. Or we're gonna be like that leopard that's gonna get our mind changed. Because we have a need. Because we have a need. Because I think by the grace of God, the Lord just brought us out of something six weeks that we've been through. Amen? And who knows, only God knows, Pastor, what might be just around the corner, that God's trying to get us ready. Amen? Trying to get us ready. Because, church, we never know when we may not be able to assemble together, together. And we need God living on the inside of us, Brother Trevor. Get that word hid in our heart that we might not sin against God. Amen? I'm moving on because I'm running out of time. And I know we all know about the Shudamite woman in 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8 through 11. But here's what I'd like to, to, to talk to you about for just a few minutes. And it said in, in verse 8 of chapter 4, it says, And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shuma, where it was a great woman, and she constrained him to eat bread. And, and so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now, church said, I perceive that this is a holy man of God which passes by us continually. Let us, she said, me and you, honey, let us make a little chamber. Not a whole lot, Sister Boyd. God's not last. Amen. Don't you appreciate that? God said, just do what you can. If it's just a little bit, if it's just two mites. Just cast it in. If you got more than two mites, you cast it in too. He said, let us make, she said, let us make a little chamber. I pray thee on the wall and let us sit for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it, and it fell on the day that he came thither and he turned into the chamber and laid there. So I'm going I'm to catch up real quickly we all know that God being God says, whatever you do, I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to keep a good. Aren't you appreciative of God that Sister Chelsea keeps good records? Amen. And we're going to get to this scripture in just a second. But so, so the man of God said, told his servants, said, we need to do something for the woman. Because she's been so kind to us. So she's taken time. Sister Jen, out of her busy schedule, her and her husband, and built us a little room and made us a place to where. We could station, Sister Betty, when we come through the town. Amen. And he said, "Uh, would you like for us to talk to the king about your situation? And she said, no, no. She says, I'm here with my own people. I stay with my own people. And Elisha's servant said, well, she don't have a son. So the man of God said, would you like to have a son? She said, don't play with me now. Don't tease me. But I'm thankful for God. When you just do a little, Brother Donnie, God said, I'll go further. Amen. She told her husband, she said, let's just make a little room. We ain't got to do a whole lot. Taking care of the man of God. In Hebrews 13 and 17, it says, obey them that have rule over you. He said, and submit yourself, for they watch for your souls, as they that must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. I'm thankful for a man of God over my life. Amen. I'm thankful for somebody that's in authority over my life, Sister Townsend, that when I have a need that I can call and talk to, when I have a need that I need somebody to to agree with me, Sister Donna, and, and pray that he'll do that. And, Sister Lana, I'm also thankful for a man of God that'll step in there and say, Brother Wayne, you're getting a little this way or a little that way. Amen. I'm thankful for the rod of correction. Amen. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for a man of God that'll stand behind the pulpit or, or, or talk to me outside or talk to me on the phone, Brother Chris, and tell me what thus saith the Lord said. Amen. Because it don't matter how many Mercedes and how many houses and how many of this and how many of that I wind up with, Brother Leonard. All that's going to matter is when I hear Jesus say, well done, thy good and faithful. That's my perception, church. Because I understand this thing is going to pass. Amen. It's going to burn up with fervent heat. So getting back to the story, we know that the shoot-em-out woman, Brother Daryl, had a baby. Said when he got grown, he sent him out to the field to work with his father. And we all know that sounds like to me, Brother Trevor, he had a heat stroke. And Dad said, take him to his mama. and said he sat on his mama's lap and he died. But the, to one of the best things about this, Brother Chris, is that the Bible says that the woman took her son and laid him on the bed. Come on, help me finish, church. On the man of God's bed. Amen. I bet she's glad she built a room inside that house, Brother Everett. Amen. Hey, I don't know about you, but maybe you ain't had times come up at your front door that you needed the man of God to come and hold your hand and pray for you and encourage you. But I guarantee if that shoot-em-out woman could come back right now, she'd tell you I appreciate building that room. Me and my husband built a room for the man of God. Can I encourage you to build a room for the man of God in your life? And if you got a room built, can I encourage you to maybe to ask God to expand your room and get him a little more involved in your life? Amen. Because here's what happened. She said, look here, honey, talking to her husband. She said, I got to go. He said, what do you mean you got to go? He said, it ain't church day, it ain't the new moon, and it ain't the Sabbath. He said, but I got to go to the man of God, Sister Danielle. I got to go. Because here's the thing, church. Our friends and our families can only do just so much for you, Brother Harley. But the man of God, it says, obey them that have. I know that word obey messes people up, Sister Amy. But here's the thing. He's watching over your soul. Amen. That's why it's important to have a man of God just watching over your soul, Brother Jeremy. Amen. So we all know the story. She gets to the man of God, and the man of God said, that looks like the shoot-em-out woman. He sends his little servant out there, Brother Jerry. Girlfriend just running right on by that boy. He says, everything's well, everything, all's well. Church, can I tell you, it's hard to say when your son's laying dead on the man of God's bed, and you just look at him and say, all's well. You see, she had faith in the man of God, could touch God for this healing. Amen? And so she grabbed the man of God by the leg. I'm just, be- just going to beat on this horse just a few more minutes, Sister Wendy. When you got problems, you need to run to the man of God. Because the man of God's got an open line. Amen? Amen? Because sometimes when we run to the friends of the world, we get advised it ain't good for us, Sister Peggy. Because the devil goes about as a roaring lion. See, the man of God is watching over your soul because you know why? God said because he must give an account for your soul and for my soul. Not only for his soul, Brother Harley, but for mine and your soul. Amen. So the woman said, wherever you go, man of God, I'm going with you. So so the man of God gave his servant the, the staff and said, you go and lay this staff on this young boy's head. Now, don't you stop and talk to nobody and don't let nobody talk to you. You got get your mind on this thing, man. You got to get going. Brother Landon, he said, when you get there, put the staff on him. But the man of God was headed that way, Pastor, with the shooter, my woman. Amen? Can I read you from Hebrews 6 and 10? And I'm wrapping this thing up very quickly. It says, for God... It is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. When this woman and her husband built that room, Brother Darrell never thinking that they was going to need the man of God to come and do this because they didn't have a son. But God being God said, you've done something for my servant. I'm going to go far and beyond to do something for you. Amen. Because God is not unrighteous to forget your work. It don't matter, Sister Susan, if they don't put my and your picture on the billboard. And these people go to Hatch Bend and they've done this or they've gave that much. Sister Cricket, that don't matter. It's all for God. It's all about the kingdom. It's all about the work of the Lord, Sister Amy. Amen. Because where would we be, Sister Shannon, without God in our life today? We would be lost and undone in this world. Amen? And this is what it says in 2 Kings 2, 2 Kings 4, 32 through 35. And when Elisha was come into the house, behold, the child was dead. The church said the child was dead. And laid upon his bed, the man of God's bed. And he went in therefore and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. And he went up and laid upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hand and stretched himself upon the child. And the flesh of the child waxed warm. The man of God didn't get up, Brother Jerry, and pack it in and go home. He didn't get up and get his little servant and say, let's go back before the woman interrupted me. The Bible said then he returned and walked in the house to and fro. I wonder how many times God that our man of God has prayed for us. Amen. That God walked us through his mind. Sister Kathleen, the man of God took time out of his busy schedule just to mention our name before God. I'm telling you, church, I'm thankful for the man of God. I don't have a problem obeying them that have rule over me. Amen. And it says, Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. The power of perception. So I'll tell you this real quickly, and I'm through. You know how, you know how that on, um, you know how that like on Home and Garden. I know y'all don't watch that, but I'm just on, I'm, on Home and Garden. Sometimes they can take a dollar, you know, and stretch it into like ten thousand dollars and rehab a whole home. I mean, I, I, I know y'all probably understand what I'm talking about, but I've seen this on TV. And then the craziest, because see, sometimes, and Brother Kenny was supposed to be here tonight, because I was going to use him, but he ain't here, so I'm just going to have to mess with honey. Sometimes, by the grace of God, me and honey, God allows us to do those kind of things. Sister Kathy, you know what I mean? Buy a little house and fix them up. But Brother Wayne's extremely cheap. And I see on TV, they hire people, Brother Trevor, like for two or $3,000 and stage an empty house. So when those buyers come by, Sir Chelsea, they see what their house could look like. It ain't their house, but they, the perception is, is if you put this beautiful tr- furniture all around like this, Brother Jerry, your house could look this good. But Brother Howard, can I tell you, it's only a perception. <laughs> because when you say I do and you sign on the bottom line, they take their furniture out of there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just a perception. that's why people come into our house, Brother Chris, they just take a long time to make a decision because our house is just empty. It's just what it is. (laughs) I'm moving on. Here's what I'm trying to tell you, church. It's your perception of God, what God can do for you. Amen. Because here's what the devil will do. He'll put stuff in your house and make you think stuff is there. But when it's all said and done, Brother Philip, it's just a perception. But see, we serve the Alpha and the Omega. The same yesterday, today, and forever. The one that I told you about earlier, Sister Wendy, that told Moses to tell Pharaoh the I Am sent you. The perception is our God can do anything. Amen? I read this last scripture if you will stand and we're through. I just want you to go home with this scripture. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. God I encourage you to raise your hands and worship to God. because church, I don't know about you, but God's being good to me. Amen, and He's worthy of our worship. Amen.